This episode is brought to you by Portland Distro. If you love underground music and movies, go to portlanddistro.com for licensed shirts, vinyl, CDs, and more. Go to portlanddistro.com. Plug in the discount code MikeHill666 for 15% off at portlanddistro.com. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. This is Everything Went Black. That means it's Wednesday, again, the day that this podcast drops. I have a visitor. We're doing an in-person, face-to-face podcast with my brother Evan Hopper from Quell. How's it going, Evan? What's up, Mike? Yeah, so we uh, spent a nice evening last night. We went to um, to see uh, Jedi Mind Tricks and uh, a new artist that I just uh, became familiar with called uh, Crime Crime Apple. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude, that was that was an awesome that was, show. It was dope, yeah. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, we uh, we we had a killer night in Brooklyn. Uh fun time. Really cool venues at Elsewhere, which uh my first show at that venue, but it's um it's in the up and coming area of uh, of Bushwick, Brooklyn, man. So we had a lot of, a lot of fun last night. Yeah, it was rad, man. I mean, that was also my first time going to a show in New York, and it definitely uh, didn't disappoint. I mean, the place was at capacity. It was a good vibe all night. Like, everybody was just having a good time. And the whole lineup, man, was just killer. I mean, you know, uh, for some people who listen to this and don't know, uh, Vinny Paz of Jedi Mind Tricks, like, recently announced that this is his final tour that he's doing. The guy's been in the game for 25, 30 years, so... You know, it's it's uh, it's his way of like going out on his own terms, and the people that he had with him. I mean, it was just like a perfect fit for the the whole show. So that this means that even his solo career is coming to an end. As far as I know, if he does anything at all, it's just going to be like spots. He's oh, not going to do tours anymore. Yeah. That- well, yeah, that's I can. But do you think he's going to put out records anymore? Or? Yeah, well, I mean, he runs uh, Enemy Soil Records, right, so cool. I mean, he'll still be in the scene. And I don't see that guy stopping as far as like being creative. But um, you know, he has a he has a podcast as well that he does with a couple guys, and he's mentioned in the past on that podcast that like. You know, he loves to play live for the fans, but the whole aspect of touring is just getting harder and harder for him. And really, he just like he misses his home and he wants to be home. And, I can see that. Yeah, and he's just done it so long. Yeah. I mean, I can get it, man. Thirty I mean, years. Yeah. If I had a reason to stay home, I would like to stay home. But you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's you know, for for guys like him who got to probably have like a life and everything, that's cool. You know, I appreciate that though. I, I can relate to the desire to have a full life, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know if the guy's like, you know, Jay-Z level, probably not, but like he's definitely set himself up to be in a financial place because he's got his hands in a record label, he's got several different bands, and I'm sure, you know, at, at this point in his life, touring is just something that he does as a courtesy to like the people who like his music. I don't think the guy necessarily eats off of it, you know what I mean? Like, there needs to do it to eat. 
Yeah, I mean, it was sold out, though. Pretty, I, the Philly show sold out, too, Yeah, right? they just sold, well, yeah, Union Transfer sold out actually before um, they announced the Brooklyn. I don't even know if they announced the Brooklyn show uh, as, as selling out, but it looked like it did. Yeah. But, like, <clears throat> as soon as tickets went on sale, probably, like, I don't know, a week later, uh, Union Transfer in Philly was sold out. Well, before we get too deep into this talk, I just want to give a shout out to um, to our actually our, all of our mutual friends. Evan here is a friend of everyone that I'm about to talk about as well. So of, car, of course, I'm talking about Monday, this is the Horseman of the Podcasting Apocalypse. Starting on Monday, starting your week off right, starting a week off strong <laughs> with uh, Horror Wolf six six six, brought to you by Brandon Legion. On Tuesday, we have uh, actually. Jackie is uh, instrumental in you and mine, fr- our friendship. Basically. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so of course, Tuesday is Into the Necrosphere, which is brought to us by um, our mutual brother, Jackie Smith. The only metal podcast I listen to. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's my, I, I don't really even listen to, like, consider the other ones because, I mean, his is definitely the best by far. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I listen to Heavy Hole like with with Big Will, and that every now and then I'll catch up on that. Sure, and, and that's that's like a fun you know podcast to check out too. But but Jackie uh, is there a weekly thing? I look forward to Tuesdays, and I was I was mad at him when he went away on vacation. Honestly, <laughs> same, man. same. And he saved my ass too because it's uh, about a four hour drive up to uh, where I'm hanging out with Mike at, and uh, you know it's a good podcast to put on because I mean, it keeps you entertained the whole time and it's long format. So, you know, you can put on one, two and like get through a, get through a day at work, get through like a job, a drive, you know, it's nice. Yeah. And, uh, th- you know, Wednesday of course is, uh, the day that everything went black hits the streets. And, uh, if you're listening to this, you know what the show is all about on Thursday. I come back with Mike Scandato and Jeff Kashid for necromaniacs, which is, uh, a hard, a horror podcast Different a little bit from Brandon's because Brandon has guests on his show and he interviews them and it's, you know, old school filmmakers. I mean, he's had like Mick Garris on his show, which is like an OG in the, in the horror world, as well as new up and coming people, too. And then, of course, we all guest on each other's shows, too, which is fun. You know, Sunday is uh, Carl Hikara's Soul Knox podcast and uh and as you guys know from this past week, uh, we're doing a collabor- collaboration between Soul Knox and Everything Went Black, and we're going to be talking about the, the work of the author, Carl Edward Wagner. Last week was the pilot episode. This past Sunday was the first episode of Darkness Weaves, which is our podcast devoted to the work of Carl Edward Wagner. And that first episode dropped on Soul Knox. Episode number two is going to be coming out next month on Everything Went Black. So it's we're going to be trading off um, episodes. The first uh, endeavor into this world is talking about the recently republished In a Lonely Place horror collection by, by Wagner. And um, more people, if you, if you like dark fantasy and horror and sword and sorcery and all that kind of stuff and you never heard of him, do me a favor and do yourself a favor and check out his work. You can buy that in a cold, in a in a lonely place book. You can get that online. You can get it on Amazon. You can get his other stuff for play, paying incredibly high amounts of money because all that stuff's currently out of print. You can find it on Kindle. But maybe if more people are aware of him, more people buy in a lonely place. Maybe his other work will get republished, and that's kind of the the sort of goal, I guess. And 
any small way that I can contribute to that effort, I'm happy to do that. You know. Yeah, you got me hooked on it. Like, I'm definitely checking this guy out now. Like, Hell after yeah. everything you told me about it. So, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of support, if you want to support Everything Went Black, you can head over to Patreon. We have a Patreon. And um, for as little as $1 a month, you can support the podcast. Get access to the plethora of bonus content. There's a weekly Friday drop of bonus content that has, it's kind of like a staff picks where I talk about, you know, things I've been fixated on for the week that have to do with music, movies, books, all that kind of stuff. There's also a whole sub-series that I do with Ralph that's on there and a series that I do with Evan, who's sitting right here. So you can check all that stuff out for $1 a month, man. It's really worth it. I that's mean, like less than a couple. That's way. That's like a third of the price of a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Right. I mean, that's one six-pack for a year. I mean, yeah. like... And it's totally worth it. I mean, not just to toot my own horn because I, I'm a part of this, but like, I mean, the amount of extra content that you get, like if you're just listening to this stuff, uh, like everything went black on Spotify, you're really missing out because there's so much other like really great content on there. And uh, it's nice. It's really nice. For $5 a month, you get all the bonus content and then you get early access to the regular stream episodes. So you might have like a backlog of like three or four episodes or sometimes no, none. <laughs> because I'm not, I'm literally doing it week to week. But usually, the case is that there's a backlog, a log of episodes that you can listen to at your leisure when they go up. So um, I try to stay on top of that, but sometimes you fall behind. And if you're a fan of Mike's music, um, every once in a while, Mike will grace us with some stuff that he's working on too. So that's another added benefit of joining the Patreon. And there, there's going to be a uh, a drop of some stuff on there too um coming up in the next few weeks so definitely if you're interested in that stuff and you want to hear the meager scratchings of my creative output you can uh, you can check it out there's also going to be a bunch of writing that's going to be going on up there in the next six months or so so yeah. uh so yeah that's it man so you know so what's up, man? How is how's how's life? How's things going for it's you? It's going all good, man. Um, you know, fucking had a, a killer time last night. Super glad that I came up here and we went to see that show. And um, I mean, yeah, dude, like, you know, you and I went there. Um, I mean, knowing what to expect, but like uh also kind of, you know, unfamiliar, especially like, you know, both of us were like, you know, were taken uh taken back by uh this crime apple guy. And um and yeah, I mean I thought it was just a rad time. What about you? I had a lot of fun, and, and that neighborhood that we went to was uh, off of Johnson Johnson Avenue in Brooklyn. Um, definitely been has changed over the last 15 years, 20 years or so. Um, that space that elsewhere is in, if I'm not mistaken, used to be another like illegal show space. There's a bunch of spots out there that over the years I've seen many, many shows at, like... Um, there was a place called Crouton's House of God, which was basically some dude's loft that he put shows on. And I've, I've seen like uh, Hellshock play there, um, Selfish, like the Japanese hardcore band. Like there was like one year where all these bands from Japan seemed to be touring um, the United States. And my buddy Ben from Drop Dead was the guy who drove them around, you know. <laughs> and they were all playing at this spot out there. You know, so that was like a kind of a blast from the past remind me of those days of just like lurking through that desolate like quiet nighttime area with where filled with warehouses and now it's not really like that now it's there's like other things 
that have crept up over the years in that neighborhood that's made it seem a little bit more legitimate, like this club elsewhere. Yeah. You know, it's like a real deal club with like security and, you know. Yeah, 100%. And it's, it's uh, you know, in the area that it's in, like, you know, people listening to this don't take this the wrong right way, but like, you know, it's got like that, it's just got that grime kind of feel to it. Like, it feels like, you know, a place where like, mafia bosses would meet up like it's in like this industrial area it's kind of on the outskirts of the city you can see it in the like in the distance but like it for me i thought it would like it, it just it just elevated the whole experience because you know you're getting to see like this underground hip-hop in this sort of place and i don't know man like every single time i come up here and we end up in in new york i just find like another reason to like fall in love with the city and i just i'm i'm like you know totally into just the whole the whole thing the whole thing especially new york at night like new york at night is like my new favorite place <laughs> <laughs> awesome man i'm glad you know glad to be part of that but you know it's funny as a, almost as a companion piece to, to what ralph and i did about hip-hop music this is kind of cool because um i remember saying something about how i kind of have fallen out of uh my fandom of that style of music over the last you know since the year 2000 maybe and, um, you know, I'm definitely aware of Jedi, you know, I've listened to Jedi Mind Tricks, I've listened to Vinnie Paz, like there's, you know, MF Doom is like someone I've, I've like gotten into. Um, but I feel like last night's show, like, especially with the introduction of Crime Apple has like rekindled my interest in some of the more contemporary stuff that's going on that's not mainstream, that's sort of in the fringes. You Hell know? yeah. Like I'm probably gonna check out Vinny Paz's label and see what else what else is cooking on there. Right know? on, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was dope, man, and um, and I I know what you mean too. And like, we we kind of like had, had talked about this outside of the podcast, but it's nice to go to um, these other types of shows that are kind of outside of like the norm. You know, for us, obviously, it's like you know the metal and the hardcore and shit like that that you know we we frequent more more often. But you know, to go to like uh, a show like this. Not only is it like, um, you know, invigorating, like, like Mike mentioned, but, um, you know, it, it's just like, it, it's just, uh, because I think it's like outside of like what we normally do. It's, it's, it's really like, it's even more fun to go and see this kind of stuff and have a good time. And like, and yeah, I, I don't know, like, because I don't go to a lot of hip hop shows, I always look forward to, to doing something like that because it's outside of my box and, and, I, and I have just as much fun at those kind of things as I do any other, any other kind of concert. So, yeah, absolutely. It was rad, rad night. Did, I, did the Philly show happen yet? Or is that it's tonight? tonight? It's tonight. tonight yeah. Damn. All right, cool. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty cool. Because I was like, damn, because that – He's from Philly, so I'm not why I'm surprised. I'm not surprised that show sold out like right, immediately. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Philly. It's like I'm start even even as a result of that, I'm starting to discover some artists out of Philly. Because for me, for years, I thought of Philly. I always thought of Schooly D, you know. <laughs> yeah, and that's like from like the '80s. You right. know, what I mean? that's like you know thirty something years ago. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So you were playing me some demos, man, of um, some of the new Quell material. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, hopefully going to be done here pretty soon. It's uh, in the mixing phase currently, so I'm going to get all the music back. Then I have to track vocals, send it back for like the final mix master. And um, I've already got the artwork picked out, album title picked out. Um, so uh, we're getting closer and closer, you know, to to the you know D Day or whatever. You started 
when you started Quell, I'm trying to get the timeline correctly. Sure. Were you still were you living in the states or in Europe at the time? I was in California, and it was actually um, the move to Sweden that kind of um, like put everything into motion because. Um, I lived in California for about 10 years and the whole reason why I even moved to California in the first place was because a buddy of mine had gone there the year prior, joined a band and that band, uh, was going to go on tour, but lost a guitar player. So I filled the spot after doing that tour, ended up in California. And for 10 years I was in a, a slew of different bands and I just never like had any real physical media that, um, you know, had my name on it. And that was like amongst other goals in music that I've wanted to achieve or, and, and some of them I still haven't. Um, that was one thing that was just really important to me. It's like, you know, I'm going to, you know, say goodbye to the States. I'm going to move to another country and I don't know if I'm going to ever, you know, be in this boat again. So I put together the very first EP, um, the Quell EP, which is four songs, but it was like just a, one of those things I wanted to check off the list in case I never did do it again. And then because of that EP, when I went to Sweden, I ended up meeting my buddy Patrick, <clears throat> who did the mixing and recording for the, the, the second EP, Turning the Sun to Stone. And it was completely based on him liking that first EP, which then that set off this momentum. So it's kind of funny. I did it as a almost like this is just to get it out of my system kind of thing. And it so you, you were, you were thinking that that was the only thing you were going to do. Yeah. Like that you were prepared just to like put this out in the world and walk away from it. Absolutely. Yeah. That was the goal. Damn. And then thankfully other people were like, you know, you should keep doing this and like, let me help you. I'll help you, you know, get a better like mix of, you know, and everything and pushed me to do the second EP. And then when I did that, um, second EP, I started getting feedback from people, you know that weren't my friends and yeah and then we and then you get the album and now we're doing the i'm doing my my second full-length album but my fourth release so it's uh pretty 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 dope man and all, all this stuff is uh self-produced and self-released and on Bandcamp, right you yeah find Bandcamp, it on Bandcamp. spotify Spot any, any streaming service it's on i use distro kids so it just sends it out to every oh yeah, yeah. i've heard a lot about that yeah. i some i'm going to utilize that for something at some point one of these things i got cooking it's really dope for um, for independent artists because they handle everything. I mean, all your all your streaming income, which is like you know point zero 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 one penny, you know, you get for a stream. Um, it all gets like uh, put into one pool for you to access. Um, they set you up like if you were to make a lot of money, they they set up your W like. Oh wow, uh, dude! I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Uh, so and and they also. Um, it it gives you it's not a it's not like a legit legit like copyright but you get like a copyright stamp through them like because it's right. like a trail you know because it's yeah. published through them well well that's really i think my understanding with that is that's all you really have to have is yeah legally is proof that there's like a time stamp on when you put the material out right you know and that that holds up in like if there was ever any kind of like legal dispute or something like that and it's completely reasonable like I paid for the deluxe version of it, which allows me to have two music projects, which we'll get into um, a little bit. Uh, but uh, it's like twenty seven ninety nine a, a year, you know. And for them to do all this and host your music on all these streaming platforms, and it's great. Yeah. Well, that's my my our mutual friend Brandon Legion of Horrorwolf. He's yeah. the one who actually told me about it because he he's got you know his Abraxas Horn project yeah, that yeah. comes out on that. That's what he used. He's like, yeah, there's this new service. It's like sick. 
takes care of everything for you. And I was like, man, that's, man, you know, it's funny. You and I were talking last night about how shitty the world is with respect to social media and everything Mm -hmm. and how depersonalized everything is. But there are some really good things that have happened as a result of the technology that we have at our access. Sure. And and that's one of them, man, is like a service like this where if people are, you know, to aggregate all that income into one spot, I think is like incredible, you know? Yeah. and, And also like, you know, it gives people like me an opportunity that they otherwise might not have had, like, you know, back in the 90s, which is like, you know, being able to put your music out there independently and get it into you know, viable channels like Spotify and stuff like that, yeah. where like people are, you know, consuming music. And um, yeah, and that's, that's like, you know, that's really beneficial. And it, and it helps me out a lot because, you know, I, I don't have, you know, a record label backing me up. So this is like, you know, it, it really helps. And then, um, you know, other things too, like that are just little like bonus perks with DistroKid. DistroKid will give you um, access to things like Spotify for artists. So, oh yeah, yeah. So you can look at your stats, and yeah, everything. get your analytics right. and stuff, right? Yeah. And like, not only that, but like, I recently like set because I have the Spotify for artists. Um, I was able to like sit in on a masterclass about like run by Spotify uh, for like how to like market your music and stuff like that. And you know, I mean, it's just it's just a nice little extra perk, but you know, it's something that most people, you know, uh, especially like bands that are like probably just starting up right now, don't even know that there's a separate app for Spotify, you know, and, but you have to have this, you either have to have like a manager who does this kind of thing for oh, you, yeah. or you have to have district kid because there's like, you can't just have access to this app. You have to like have like this, I can't remember what the name of the code is now, but it's like, you know, it's something that, uh, you know, tells this app that you are a musician that uses their streaming platform. So I love it, man. Yeah, it's dope. I love that. That's like one of the coolest things I think I've heard in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're, I, I highly recommend this. I mean, even for you, but like, you know, if you're listening to this and you're starting a band and you're like, how do I get my music out there? Like distro kid, man, check it out. The, uh, cause I know even like, you know, cause I've, I've been doing the podcast grind for a long time, man. And even, getting uh making sure that all your stuff is out there on all the different platforms was challenging now it's a little bit easier Mm -hmm. you know but i remember being like oh i have to submit it to this i gotta submit it to that and then with music having it all in one spot like that is like sure that's pretty pretty key man i think i will i will uh say this uh because i ran into this issue and this is like for you but also anybody else who's like thinking about doing this um if you use this service I highly recommend that you uncheck um, sending your music via DistroKid to YouTube uh, and do YouTube yourself because I ran into an issue where there were two artists by the name of Quell, but one was like a DJ guy, like who played like electronic music. And my music, because the the algorithm didn't understand, oh. put my music on his page. Oh shit! And okay. he started getting streams, oh, and wow. I had to do this whole. And it was a it was like months long process because YouTube was dragging their feet to finally get it off of his page and onto mine. So, other than that, um, it's a great service. But I yeah definitely definitely um, be careful and you know, make sure especially make sure you don't share the same name to somebody else because that can happen even with like uh, Spotify. I've heard of it happening before. Like um, the band Shining from Sweden um, recently 
had some like latest release pop up and I actually was the one that caught it and like and contacted the guys um it was some other completely other artist that was doing like techno music oh, but wow. it came on their Spotify account oh, because no. they had the same name and yeah. I'm guessing it was probably through a service like DistroKid huh. and why that happened yeah well that's that's good information to get out there to people for sure yeah. so all all your all of your releases are are on this service and you can find everything out there on all the different platforms yeah right? yep and then the Bandcamp is just uh quell.bandcamp.com and that's where you'll if you want to like get physical stuff i i only really do cds i'm thinking maybe on this because i really like the artwork for this new uh album i might do like a shirt and maybe some patches as well um but typically it's just like the cds and i just do these small batch cds you know because <clears throat> Uh, you know, first come, first serve, as far as I'm concerned. And then when they're out, they're out. So. What, what's a good, it's funny I'm asking you these things. This is like a, a how-to session, too, it seems like. So where, where is a good spot to get CDs made these days, as far as that goes? Um, I do, I always do local. Um, oh, okay. So, like, in my town, there's a place called, um, I think it's called uh, American Printing Company. And they okay. do, like, everything. Um, and they're reasonably priced. When I was in Sweden, I used this uh, place called Skriftrik. And it's like a website, but it's like in Stockholm and they were also reasonable. It came out like 50 CDs comes out to like a little under 400 bucks or wow. a little under 500 bucks. Sorry. Um, and yeah, I always do it that way. Um, I used to work for, um, I've talked about this before. I used to work in printing. So I have like a background in setting up files for printing and stuff. Okay. So I'll do all the, I'll download the templates from whatever website um, that I'm going to end up working with. I'll set up all the artwork myself. And, you know, and then it's just a matter of uploading your wave files to them. And then I, the reason I like doing local, if I can, um, is because I can get like a proof and so right. I can like physically hold that proof sure. because if you go, I, I have like played around with websites just cause maybe they offered a better deal or something. I wanted to see what it was like. They only send digital proofs. So literally they're just sending you the fucking file you sent them yeah. right back to you. Right. right? Yeah, so it's yeah. like, great. Like, how do I know what this is going to exactly, look like? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and, and also, you know, you want to be able to listen to your CD and make sure like, you know, there's, there's no, no glitches, glitches, and stuff. right. Yeah. You know, and it's in like, you know, everything. So I always try, even if it like might be a little bit more money, I, I, I definitely recommend like doing local, you know, if you can, I mean, you might live in a place where it's just not an option, but for me it is. So, you know, the, uh, Mike has been, Mike Scandato was, was, has been listening, buying CDs again. Oh really? Yeah. It's funny. Cause like, I think, he was just like getting rid of a bunch of vinyl too, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I bought a bunch of <laughs> right, shit from right, there too, yeah. man. I actually ended up getting that at the gates uh, repress. Oh, you did? Yeah, okay. yeah, we were talking about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's been telling me that, like, he's like, I started buying CDs again. You know, I'm like, I'm like, cool. He's like, yeah, they sound better than streaming. Mm -hmm. You know, you get you get a better product, like you get a better audio product. Yeah. And I'm thinking I might start buying CDs again because I have mad a huge amount of discs, you know, and I just um, I don't have a CD player currently. Um, and I think that that's a, a pretty cool endeavor, man, to get back into listening to physical media, you know. Yeah, that's why I always uh, I always doubt um, uh, or tout, sorry, um, uh, Bandcamp because on Bandcamp, you know, I can upload like the 24 bit like, you know, actual um, version, you know, uh, the high res, high res, yeah. right. You know, and, and same with CDs as well, but like, yeah, on Bandcamp, you know, um, when you're downloading albums, you know, via Bandcamp, even if it's digitally, or yeah, if you're downloading uh, digitally, you're getting like the, you're getting the same quality that you would get, like you went on the CD. And a lot of people don't realize that. Like when you go on things like Spotify, they downgrade it. You yeah. Know, and, yeah. and, you know, 
it, it's not so horrible, but you're not getting the full product. And if you have like a hi-fi system, you're not going to get to enjoy it. Well, that our, our friend Jackie will will attest to that. Yeah, because <laughs> he's he's the hi-fi head, you know, over yeah. at, at into the necrosphere, and um, he's he's a high-res kind of guy. Sure, you know, yeah. and and I agree with him on that. That if you, you know, and that and that's one of the criticisms that we had. We were talking about last night, just like this portable mobile culture where you listen to shit with like earbuds and whatever. It works for that, but if you're gonna hang out at home and have like legit speakers and receiver and that kind of thing, you want quality stuff. If you're gonna spend money on getting a quality system, then you should listen to the, your step one would be getting quality material. You know. Yeah, and if you're a music nerd in general, you know, like having that that like ultra hi-fi quality you know you're getting like all the little nuances that happened in that recording too like you know the the finger sticking to strings or like yeah. you know just like buzzing in the background it's like you know for me like i love that kind of stuff you know just like when you listen to an album and like you can hear like you just hear it differently every single time you get that with that high res but you know it's just kind of like neutered on on things like uh, spotify it's still a great service i mean i'm super grateful yeah we're not talking music. shit about it necessarily no, definitely not, no. <laughs> but uh, no but there is it's i mean it's a yeah. known fact everyone knows yeah. like who's in who works with spotify that they they downgrade your your quality unfortunately and also just um you know not to get too technical about this stuff but like compression and dynamic range you know if you listen to music that has like a lot of dynamic range in it like quiet to soft yep. you know quiet to loud when you the streaming file the mp3 file or whatever they use is super super compressed so you don't get those differences in dynamic range as much right so if you're at home and you're listening to a compressed file like that it's all kind of everything is like a, on your system at home with speakers you're like oh it's there's like no dynamic range yeah yeah but if you have like a nice vinyl or a CD, you get more of that. There's less compression on it, right. and you get the differences between quiet and, and you know soft and loud. Absolutely, you know? yeah. So that's interesting, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, definitely, um, you know, recommend for anybody. I mean, even you, like I said, like you know, District Kids are a really good service to use um, if you're trying to get your music out there. Did um, you always intend on Quell being kind of a one man operation? Well, like I said, with the whole you know, initially with the attitude that like I was just going to be like one and done. Uh, yeah. You know, um, and then as it started to like gain momentum, I had, uh, you know, played around with the idea of like finding musicians. But despite living in Stockholm, I actually had a pretty difficult time uh, finding anybody to play with. So it never really came to fruition. But um, now that I'm back in the States and, uh, you know, working on this this you know fourth release now, and I've been talking to you as well. Yeah. Um, that is something I would like to get into. I would like to, uh, you know, I think now I've got a good, decent enough catalog that I can have, a, you know, I can have a full set. And, um, you know, and I'm not like, I don't know, obviously I'm, I'm still very underground. So, you know, the shows wouldn't be, you know, sold out by any means, but it's something I want to get into, you know, and, and I've never played these songs live. And that's like, it seems kind of like a disservice because I've put a lot of time into all this stuff, you know, and so... Uh, yeah, to answer your question, uh, initially yes, but as I've gone on, um, I would you know I'm I would like to do something with this that goes beyond just being the one man metal band thing. Yeah, because as as I you know listen to like I've heard demos for the new record and and even the last record still has it feels like a band like it doesn't really seem just like a, one person making all the all the parts himself. You know I appreciate I mean? that. Thank you. And even the drums don't necessarily sound they sound like a drummer actually. You know, so to me at least, you yeah. know, I'm not a drummer. Right? <laughs> 
Well, you know, I mean, I do have a background in, in bands. I mean, I, from the time I was 15 till, well, uh, when I moved to Sweden, I was constantly in bands. And for the most part, I don't know if it, if it was just, um, you know, destined to be, or if it was just a matter of no one else wanted to do it. But I, uh, for the majority of all the bands that I had been in, I had been the, the main songwriter, vocalist, frontman, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, so I, I've always been mindful of like writing songs rather than writing parts. You know, I have some friends that are like, you know, way better guitarists than I am, but you know, their, their main focus is like, you know, filling that role. Right. And, and for me, I'm thinking, I always think like, you know, I want to write a song, you know? So I, I think of all the individual parts and I try to, you know, I, I try my best to, to emulate that, you know? And I, you can see the progression too. Like, you know, one thing that I didn't do on the very first record that I started to play around with more and more. And now I'm doing a lot is like layering and having, you know, uh, you know, differential like guitar parts. And then, you know, the, the first, EP had very basic bass where it just really just served a purpose. And now, you know, going into it, I'm trying to put more focus on the actual writing of it. And like, and it's, yeah, it's taken time, but as you know, you, you release these things. And then like, for me, I don't know about you, but for me, I do listen a lot to the music that I write and I try to pick it apart and like, see, you know, listen to things that, you know, maybe next time I wouldn't do, or like, listen, like, for parts that like, Oh, I could have done this instead. Right. And I try, I, I try really hard to, to do that and to focus on that and, and improve every time I go around, you know? Yeah, dude, that, that's, um, when listening to music, like once it's done and out and I get the proof and I approve it, I never listen to one. <laughs> no. I, unless it's like, uh, okay, we're putting together a set or something like that. Yeah. But I can't listen to my own stuff, man, without feeling like, cringy and like the fit the phase that we're in right now where we're writing that's i'm picking the part everything like i'm in there you know on a daily basis almost like revising stuff sure you know and you there's a lot of pride when you listen to the stuff that you're writing you know and then you get obsessive and you get crazy about well this, you know i'm gonna cut this part out and then you have a completely different song but after it's all said and done and the vocals are done and it's recorded and mastered and out in the world, I, I just, I, I can't bring myself to listen to it. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm like that when, it, when I'm in the writing process, because I mean, as you know, like, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, you know, from home. Yeah. So I'm sitting in front of a computer and I'm writing and I mean, I'll listen to a, maybe a 10 second section of a song. 300 fucking times sure. in a row you yeah know? and there's definitely a period between like right now um it's been like a couple weeks since i've submitted the the music for mixing i haven't listened uh, other than last night when i was showing you some stuff i haven't listened to any of it because i'm just sick of it right but sure. then but then it'll come back to me and and then i'll do the vocals and then it becomes like something separate for me at least you know but like i always try to write stuff you know the way that i think with quail is like i just write stuff that i would want to hear you know so yeah and it's kind of narcissistic i suppose that i like my own music but i mean it's it's you know i do it because i i this is what i want to listen to and and i enjoy i enjoy this you know i enjoy live music i enjoy recorded music it's like it's it's my life. It's everything I've ever done, really, even though I'm not like successful. And by any means, like I've lived this life, like I said, since, you know, in my teenage years. You know. Also, I think that it'd be a really cool challenge for yourself to, to get, you know, a, a lineup together and perform these things live. And I think you would 
add a whole new dimension to the band really you know yeah it would be interesting you know um because i will say um one thing i've 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 thought about but like you know obviously nothing's come of it yet is um you know would i would i want like would i give some of the writing duties away to other people you know because i feel like that i if i had a band and we were more than just a touring act that it would be the right thing to do to let these guys contribute, you know, but at the same time, it's like, you know, this has been sort of like my baby for four right. releases now, you know? So, I mean, obviously that's a, that's a future problem that doesn't exist at the moment or maybe won't exist, but it's just something I've considered and thought about before. It's like, you know, um, cause you know, there are nuances to like what I do. Like, again, no, not a virtuoso over here, but like, there's like, I have a certain style and I'm very particular about playing things a certain way and bending notes a certain way. And, you know, that would, I would have to like, you know, find somebody that was on the same page. Yeah. Maybe the writing should just primarily be like under your, you know, guys. I can see that, Yeah, you know, and, um, but yeah, just being able to have a lineup, I think it would just change you, you might even change the way you write things too, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I definitely want to do that. And, like, you know, I've been talking to you about it. Um, you know, I, I moved back to uh, Virginia for some personal family stuff. Um, but then, uh, you know, I, I've been back for uh, close to a year now. And, you know, everything that I came back for um, has been handled. And so, you know, I've been mentioning to you that I've been, con- like, I've been starting to, like, think about, and, and and find a place that is more for like music for the scene and and moving to a place where i would be closer to have those kind of options like yeah. places to play people to play with sure so yeah. um but then again I, you know i could just do the hip-hop thing right and just bring a laptop and my guitar <laughs> you know <laughs> dude. dude fucking why not right <laughs> wow we told I, we were talking about that guy ghost remember yeah right? yeah yeah and i feel comfortable talking shit about this because i think it's terrible you know mm-hmm. and it's fucking this fool showed up with a laptop and that and people paid money to see him hit a space bar yeah you know that's and, crazy. and it was just like i'm just not down with that man you know but people maybe there's a way to do that that's that's sick you know where you i know i know this uh oh, no i've met him a couple of times and i did a show with him once um this guy sean whitaker he's out of texas and he used to be in this band putrid pile and oh yeah like, dude yeah. hell yeah um but he's he does like his own solo shit now just under his name sean whitaker and um, he just brings a fucking drum machine with him, and then he has a mic stand and his guitar, and he does the whole concert just like that. He just hits play, but it's 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 cool, and he's a great musician, but it lacks that fucking like energy. That's yeah. the only downside to it because it's just one dude, and he can't really move. He's posted, you know. So the drum machines like that. That's okay, like because like I've seen you know many like industrial bands like have just drum machines. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, like Twin Tribes has a drum machine. Yeah, like yeah. that's but they're playing their instruments. And and even tracks, I'm not. I don't have a problem necessarily with tracks, like backing tracks, right? Because you know, Photocrime, like my buddy Ryan goes out on tour, mm. and sometimes it's just him and his guitar, and like a and a laptop. But it, but there's an element to it where he's singing, he's playing guitar. This fool, Ghost, he had a motherfucker on stage with a bass that wasn't playing bass. That's insane. And he's not even <laughs> singing. That's totally And I'm insane. like, and I'm, I'm supposed to be enjoying this shit, man. And I was just like, I think the whole operation's whack, actually. You know, I don't give a fuck if anyone likes him or doesn't like him or whatever. I just talk on my, that's my, my personal, you know, opinion about it. 
Yeah, no, that I mean, I I can't understand why anybody would even entertain that as like like good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's too successful. So what the fuck do I know? You know what I sure, mean? Sure, right, right. But, yeah, we're talking shit. And <laughs> yeah, like I got who am I to say anything about this guy? But that's just my opinion as a fan. You know? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like you know, even like last night with the you know this hip hop show. I mean, anyone's been to a hip hop show. No, it's usually it's just like you know a guy with a you know digital turntable or a laptop, and that's what we had last night. But there, it was still like maximum energy, you know, from yeah, the guys totally. that were rapping, yeah. you know, and it made up for that, you know, lack of band on stage, you know. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I I have literally like non jokingly considered like touring as well as a one piece, but I just as a fan of music, I would. I would one be kind of embarrassed to do that, and two, I would feel like I was letting people down. As long as like there's power, you know, I guess that's really. What, I mean, I'm I'm down with whatever medium, you know. And it's funny, Alan Duchess, the mastering engineer, uh -huh. you know, like I've almost every, pretty much every record I've ever recorded has been mastered by him. So I have a long-standing friendship with him. Like I've spent many, many hours in his studio with him, and in the very beginning, I was asking his opinion on different types of platforms to use and. You know what's what's better for this like should i use like pro tools or logic or whatever and he was like look just pick your platform and go to work you know <laughs> yeah, what i mean yeah. like and that's kind of my been my approach about stuff where it's like you know if something works for you and you can make powerful music with it then that's what you should roll with you know yeah. so it's possible to make laptop based music that's like powerful live like i saw white house like years ago uh-huh and it was just the two dudes in White House and a laptop. Okay. But it was powerful. Nice. You know, and, and there was like, yeah, elements of it that might have been, okay, well, this is all tracks. But then when you're enjoying the show and you're feeling the energy of it, it's cool. Sure. But when you're just basically listening to some dude play a record on stage and he's jumping around hyping the crowd with no, no nothing. Yeah, it's lame. It's completely bullshit in my opinion. Yeah, I know? agree with you there. But yeah, and that that goes back to last night with all the artists we watched last night. They were they were utilizing technology as part of their production and that it just became one of the platforms that they used and they went to work with it. Right. And everything had a lot of energy and there was an emotion and there was feelings and it was very very powerful all the artists last night. Well, it kind of makes sense too. Like it's kind of fitting, you know, especially with hip hop because like hip hop is a music that definitely started with like quote unquote flipping records, you know, like yeah. sampling stuff. So like it kind of works to just have music playing in the background because that's literally what it would have been when they were like, you know, first getting started and, you know, taking samples from different records and stuff. Right. right? So in a way kind of like it, it it's it's it makes like it makes logical sense that that's the trajectory that it went on like it went from like the actual vinyls to like the digital yeah. know, realm yeah right? totally yeah no, i i back it you know yeah, same, and, like, i don't same. have a problem with that stuff and, and so much of it is around like that you know the mc you know and, and his personality and the interaction and now it's just interesting and also we were, we were commenting on how it they it, it was like the spotify culture of um 30 seconds of this track and like the hooks here all and that's the other thing too it's like i'm not, i don't want to spend too much time talking about this other cat but like that ghost dude was playing his songs like in entirety literally like he put the fucking record in yeah you know and i'm not trying to turn this into like a hate fest on this guy sure, either, no, but, but, fuck him. <laughs> but like with the artists last night you know it was like they constructed 
like an aggregate of almost all of a, a large variety of different music that they did and it might just be s- segments of songs so it really was like a unique experience from listening to the record like you could listen to the entire song by, by um, Jedi Mind Tricks at home right. when you saw it live you only you weren't seeing that version of it live you right. were seeing a live version of it which I thought was awesome. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think it worked on multiple levels. I mean, one, what you just mentioned, and two, you know, he, he's got a huge catalog, so it's impossible for him to like do everything. Yeah. But this gives him like the ability to do more, and um, you know, it, it it kept the it kept the energy up. You know, there was never like really a lull. You know, it was just like you know, it's just all the all the like you know, it's like it's like if you were to take like all the killer solos like from in uh you know a, like a metal band and just like you know yeah. rock them back to back you know it's just like fucking you know mind melting you know the entire time and, and like i said yeah kept the energy going and uh yeah i thought it was and i commented to mike i said like this is like fucking grindcore hip-hop because like you know one like the opening act guy like he had like maybe like a 15 minute set and i yeah. think he did like 10 songs <laughs> <Yeah>. somehow <laughs> you know and uh and like yeah even even all the way towards the end with like with uh jedi mind tricks you know they would they would hit all the bangers and like get everyone really hyped up do like the the 16 bars or whatever cut it next one keep you know and it was like it was killer you know i mean i didn't feel i didn't feel like gypped at all uh, you know if i'd maybe seen like a, a like a a band with you know guitar bass all that kind of stuff and they did something like that i maybe i'd be a little bit more disappointed because you know you're looking to see that whole thing being performed right but this this was like it worked and like yeah I never felt cheated at one I was like I'm like totally into this I even told Mike afterwards I was like we we need to figure out how to do this man like just like <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I have a future in making hip hop music honestly though but yeah no but I mean no like, but I know you feel like you want to do this shit when you see it yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah 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 was cool man really cool yeah no that was, it was interesting man like even just on like you were saying like on a creative level you know it's it's good to be influenced by stuff that that is um outside of your wheelhouse you know. And speaking of that, what you just said, and also electronic music, another thing I wanted to uh, bring up is um, I'm gonna probably try and do this around the like maybe like a week or two before the the quell drops. Um, but I've been working on a, a little side project. It's as of yet unnamed, but um, it's uh, way outside of my wheelhouse. I mean, uh, it's I I have likened it to the band Swans. I don't know if that's a fair assessment. Um, but I couldn't really think of anything else that like blends different genres of music into a single song, but has like that grimier, like dirtier kind of attitude to it. Um, so yeah, uh, that's also something that, uh, if people, you know, uh, like my music could look forward to, I will be releasing that for completely free when I do put it out. Oh, cool. Um, at, because it's an experiment, I feel like I just want to test the waters with it and get people's reactions. And I don't want there to be like a paywall that like limits people from actually listening to it. Um, so that's that's going to be coming out. And um, yeah, uh, it's like expect something different. It's not going to be metal. This is going to have post-punk elements to it and, and then avant-garde stuff and uh, even some hip-hop-esque beats uh, with, with different music on top of go. it. So, um, and then me singing, which I've never, uh, I've never really done. I did like a, a scream singing thing on the last, uh, Quell album, but this is like actual singing. You know, you actually sent me something like, I don't know if it's the same project, but it you is. Sent, all right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it works, man. Honestly, I think so. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you, you said that. Cause like, it's just a weird one for me. Cause it's like with metal, 
I've always played metal, so um, you know, I, I know I know that it'll at least be decent when I put something out that's metal, but I've never really played with something like this. Um, and it was just kind of like I I started this whole thing because when I gotten back uh, to the states, I knew I wanted to write a no, another Quell album, but I was just like having this like massive writer's block. I'd sit down in front of the computer and I would like. I would just sit there and stare at like, you know, I'd have my guitar track set up on Reaper and then I would just maybe write like after two hours, I'd have like 10 seconds of something. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it was like just kind of bumming me out. And so, um, you know, I, I remembered, I can't remember where I read, uh, I read this at, but I, some other musician had talked about writer's block and how like he would go and do something completely different. Like, um, and then that by doing that would, would spark something. So I took that to heart and I just like said, you know what? I'm just going to mess around with something else. So I got this, um, this, uh, MIDI keyboard and then I, I downloaded a bunch of, uh, like free MIDI packs sure. online. And I just started like going through these different MIDI packs and like just playing around with sounds and, um, you know, and it was, it was fun. Cause like, you know, there's like a certain pressure. I'm sure you feel it too. When you're doing tombs, um, that like, even though this is like, you know, your this is your baby and you love it. There's like a kind of a pressure. Cause you know, you're like, Oh, I gotta, you know, I want this to be better than the last thing. And with this new project, it was like, whatever, man, I could just, you know, I, yeah. I, I didn't have any expectations of what it could be because I, I've never done anything. And that freedom was like really beneficial to me. And then it worked. I was able to like get out of my writer's block and then I started writing the quill. So I do the same shit, man. It's actually, it's like, you know, because like you were saying, there's expectations. But then, like, if you just do something that's like, all right, this is just freedom. Like, I can do whatever I want. I don't have to put it out. No one, no one's looking for it. No one even expects anything. Right. It just, the, it just gets the creative um, energy going again, and then you can start working on other things. You know, it's it's like a mental trick you do with yourself. Yes, yeah. and it really worked. You know, so I'm glad. I'm glad for that. And uh, yeah, and it turned into something that I was like, hey, this isn't half bad. And uh, so. Um, there'll be like, there'll be more information on the quell, um, Instagram page, which is pretty much the only, uh, social media I use, uh, anymore. Um, and then I'll probably create, like, I will create a separate band camp for it and I'll, you know, it'll stream, but I'll probably have like a separate, uh, social media account for it as well. Once I, you know, like settle on a name and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So keep your eyes peeled for that, you know, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy that. Right on, man. So you don't use Facebook anymore? I'm on it. You yeah. Know? I mean, I'm on all the things you should be on, uh, minus Twitter. Um, yeah. But yeah. I just like, I like, uh, I like the, the platform of Instagram better, you know? Yeah, me too, actually. Like, I, I'm the same, similar to you, I'm on, I'm on every, I even have a Twitter account, but I just never, it's auto to auto posted from other stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, if Instagram just works, I think, better. And it's less like uh, cunty, I guess, for yeah. lack of a better term. Sure. You know, but there are cunts on Instagram there too. There are, but um, I don't know. I just, I Facebook is a drag. I think, man. I feel like things, um, like on on a professional level, like I feel like uh, your posts and stuff get kind of like drowned out, like lost in like the the slew of other shit that's on um, Facebook. Right. And then I also like you know, kind of like you just touched on, like I don't really like the, I just I'm not into the atmosphere on Facebook. Yeah, you yeah, know? totally. Um, and you know, with with um with Instagram, you know, it's like, it feels more personal. You know, you're getting pictures of like your favorite people, you, their flyers are going up, you know, right. and you know, you can still comment and, and all that, but it, you know, 
it's not like the the post is the picture, and that's not like someone's fucking like you know think tank diatribe on some shit, right, yeah. right? You know, um, and you know, like you said, you might get some asshole in the comments and stuff like that, but like that's neither here nor there, you know. Yeah. Uh, the the thing I like about it is like you know the 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 picture aspect of stuff. You know, I'm you know you and I are both into like books and and documentaries, and like that's the shit that I used to when I was growing up buying music. You know, I listened to the album, and I would just like you know thumb through like the 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 photo I mean the the album covers, you know, and like the booklets, and I just love that kind of stuff. You know, like and so yeah, for me it's Instagram, and they also don't fuck with me. Like you know, in, uh, Facebook fuck with me a couple times. Really? Yeah, man. Like one when I did the very first EP, I did like a promo picture and literally all it had was some deer bones in the picture. Oh, wow. And okay. I paid for the fucking, I paid for the marketing. Like it wasn't much. I paid like 20 bucks or something for the marketing. They fucking flagged it and took it down. But oh, kept wow. My, but kept, yeah, they kept my your money. money. They didn't <laughs> money, you bunch of scumbags. Dude, you know? So after that, I was like, kind of like, fuck, you know, fuck them. I keep it just because there are some people who, who strictly follow me on that. But yeah, man, fuck, fuck Facebook. Yeah, it's an important platform to be on, but I, I I'm not like, out there posting personal shit really yeah you know? but i gotta say e even on instagram there is some of this uh like p sponsored stuff is showing too much in my feed too it's popping up more and more isn't it yeah, yeah maybe you know they, they need to make money but like it's it's not it's not as personalized as it once was and that's kind of a drag but I, i'm not gonna i'm not complaining really. nah, nah, nah. It, as far as uh, what's available it, it's in my opinion it's the best one Right on, man. So w once again, shoot us uh, your your Bandcamp information and where people can follow you and find out about what's going on. Sure. So uh, with Bandcamp, it's just Quell. That's Q U E L L uh, dot com or dot Bandcamp dot com, and then on all the you know social medias that we were just talking about, it's Quell the Band, um, and you can find it on you know, Facebook and. Um, and Instagram, but uh, I recommend Instagram because that will be like where I'll post, you know, uh, teasers for the sampler, like you know, for the single, and and then like release dates and artwork and stuff like that. And I do have a I do have a YouTube page, um, but it's not uh, it's not really I don't really do a lot of the upkeep on there. I need to I need to like clean house and like get it looking a little bit more polished. But that that's just the uh, the official uh, Quell band page is what that's called, or the official Quell. You can just uh, look that up on on YouTube. Um, but currently it only has a, a few like, like videos that I made with the music. Yeah. I got to get my shit together with YouTube cause that, that's an important platform, man. I just, yeah. I never, I don't utilize it to any degree, which and I think that'd be a good thing overall for everything. You know? Well, I'm hoping, um, I've got some big ideas for this new release and, uh, one of which is, uh, to maybe shoot a music video. Um, so yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know, yeah. yeah. So um, that will give me that will definitely put like light a fire under my ass to like actually get this YouTube page like kind of off the ground a little bit. So um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's all the, the socials. And then, you know, um, I'm my goal is to have a, the, the quell out by the end of August, or, uh, April. But, um, you know, as you know, like things can pop up. So. Uh, if it doesn't happen, then like, you know, uh, don't worry. Like, you know, I'm not lying to you guys. It will come out. But um, but my goal is to to shoot for the end of April. for the yeah. yeah. Right on, man. Well, my brother, thanks for coming up, man. My, you know, my home is your home anytime. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. And, it's and always thank, a blast. And thanks for hanging out with us today. Yeah, right on. Take care, guys.
Spain.